to golf better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 177. Hello, everyone. Tom Purcell again, and thanks so much for joining us. We say it every time. If you're a first-time listener, long-time subscriber, or somewhere in the middle, either way, we don't care. And I'm glad my man is joining me today, Kerry Cabase, joining me in studio. Kerry, great to have you, man. Thanks, Tom. we got a really good show today. Yeah, we got some special guests from a special place out in Southern California where it's always nice and sunny and warm. And uh, they're joining us, our friends from Titleist Golf. I'll introduce them one at a time. First, the Vice President of Club Research and Development, Mr. Dan Stone. Dan, thanks so much, man. It's great to be here. And Chris McGinley, the Vice President of Club Marketing for Titleist Golf. Chris, thanks for uh, helping put this together for us. It's been uh, We're looking forward to it. You bet, guys. Great to be uh, chatting with Edwin Watts again. Chris, I don't think we've had either one of you guys on. Why don't you tee it up first and tell us a little bit about your background and, and your role there at uh, Titleist and the Kuchnet family? Yeah, I, I've been, uh, next year will be 20 years for me at Titleist, so I, I'm a veteran. I've been around a while, and I've seen some uh, some incredible products come through, and, uh, you know, the, the Titleist Club brand has great momentum right now, and, you know, before we went on here, Terry was uh, mentioning how our products are, are reaching a broader audience. They've got great play, playability now, and that's really something we've worked hard to uh you know, to include in the product line, it just gets better every year, and we're we're really excited about these new 915 Metalwoods. And Dan, how how about yourself? Uh, you're a little bit on your background and uh, and your role there at Titleist. Well, I guess I'm a new kid on the block. I've been here a little over seven years, um, and prior to that was with another company uh, with a total of uh, more than 20 years of golf experience. And, Prior to that, I spent uh, uh, about six years in the aerospace business. So, uh, you know, uh, I have, I've had kind of a diversity of things, at least in aerospace, and that transition to golf has been a great one for, for me. And uh, I just love what I do and the team that we have working under us here at Titleist. Does anyone ever hit you up with the line that this isn't rocket science and then you come back with, yes, it is? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm one of the ones that do say that it's not rocket science because the two, there are a lot of common themes behind it, but we are, you know, uh, we do build products uh, not to explode. You know, there's there's some other issues in aerospace that come up that don't come up in golf in terms of the liability. Um, and uh, uh, so there's a little bit different uh, uh, take on lives at stake versus, you know, people having fun and, and being able to play the best that they can play with the equipment that we're making. So uh, um, both worlds uh, are fun to work in, but a little different. Yeah, I think Dan's being modest here. You, you guys know that uh, there's a lot that goes into the development of these products. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a time-consuming, painstaking process, and, uh, you know, we have a two-year development cycle Dan, right? But there, there's a lot of research that goes into clubs prior to that. Yeah, I mean, I'll just give you an example of that. Uh, active Recoil, uh, the Active Recoil channel, we have some intellectual property that dates back uh, more than six, seven years ago. Uh, and we have been, our strategy in developing this technology was really to come out with it in a driver fairy wood product. So this is this is something that we wanted to kind of launch as an ensemble in both categories, and we feel that it has strong application in both. Um, that our our you know our players are, are realizing, and and that that 
that process from the time that you, you come up with the idea, um, you have to develop prototypes, and there's iteration after iteration. And what we try to do is, to, you know, we, we model this, these, you know, a technology like this and FEA analysis, and that's called that's short for finite element analysis. And the struggle is to to try to get the performance in testing to match what you theoretically show um, in terms of uh, spin and launch numbers, for example. So we we model our golf clubs. Uh, in in a computer environment, and we can kind of determine what the performance is going to actually be. But along the way, there's a ton of manufacturing issues, uh, manufacturing differences that come into play where the model and what's actually uh, been produced are are different. And and the years of development goes into lining all that up. And making sure that you know we're giving real performance to the the player, not not uh, kind of a pseudo performance. Well, let's get let's get right into it. I think the uh, the line I've been lucky enough to really hit the line. I was out there for a uh, uh, a meeting uh, last month, and I thought the nine fifteen line was the best line you guys have ever come up with. And I really love the fact that you've launched the family together. So, can we talk a little bit, Dan and, and Chris, about the line? Yeah. You know, Dan was uh, alluding to the active recoil channel and the research that went into that, and that's really the centerpiece technology that we have. There's there's really three pieces of technology in this that are worth talking about. The first is the active recoil channel, and, and they're all really uh, they all really drive distance carry. So the active recoil channel drives distance through high speed and lower spin. We have the radial speed face, which provides speed on off center hits. And then we have a high MOI design in all these products that really preserves the ball speed gains you get from those first two technologies. You know, we didn't want to add technologies that produce higher speeds and lower spin for distance and then give it all back by having a a golf club that wasn't stable and didn't have high MOI properties. So those are the big three. But, uh, you know, ARC is the uh, active recoil channel is the primary one. Dan, why don't you... Talk a little bit about how Active Recoil Channel works. Well, the the key the key uh, thing that Active Recoil does, it does two things. One is it is it increases ball speed, but as important and, and probably you know it, 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 people haven't really been talking about this, but it reduces spin, um, and it's it has to do with the ball interaction on the face. The, the, the way active recoil works is that interaction with ball and face, it, it has, it, it naturally lowers spin without changing the launch condition. So whenever you can decouple launch and spin, in other words, if I add more loft to my driver, I'm going to naturally add more spin to it and I add more launch angle. So active recoil works in a way where it isolates spin and, and reduces spin without uh, changing the launch condition of the, of the product. So you can do that with center of gravity change, you know, by pushing the center of gravity further forward in the, in the head. You can lower spin that way. But the downside of doing that is that you, you, you reduce your moment of inertia or your forgiveness on off-center heads. So the beauty for us is that we've, we've designed this in a way that we can preserve the moment of inertia um, and off-center products, and I think that's what makes 
in the fairy wood hybrid and driver category, this product we didn't really we did not compromise it from 913 in those aspects, but we were able to reduce spin and increase ball speed with active recoil, and that's a that's a very powerful combination and, and one that I think is is paying real dividends now with players who, who need it on tour and in the marketplace. Yeah, that's a great thing about the that, that's a great thing about the product that really works, you know, throughout the whole spectrum of players. You know, the best fit players in the world are PGA Tour staff. You know, they've got we've got guys out there every week helping them with their equipment. If you're able to reduce their spin, they typically, you know, see some performance gains, particularly in distance. And I, and I think, as you guys know, you know, for the average golfer who maybe doesn't have quite as good a swing, steeper angle of attack is not quite as consistent. That lower spin can really help him produce better results. And, and as Dan said, when you when you couple that with a, a high MOI head and add in playability on off-center hits, you got a pretty good product that works for a lot of golfers. Absolutely. Tell, tell us a little about the, the tour acceptance of the product. You know, in the history of our launches, uh, I think this product went into play about as as overwhelmingly quick as, as, as any tour launch in, in our history. In late June at the Quicken Loans Championship at the Congressional, it was kind of interesting the way it worked this year. Is, as you guys know, the uh, PGA Tour season ended a little earlier. And, uh, you know, you had a, a couple majors, the, uh, the British and the PGA, and right behind that was the FedEx Cup. So we got out just in front of that. And, you know, there was a lot of guys that, you know, they were reluctant to work on their product, but uh, as soon as they hit this thing, they saw the performance benefits. And, you know, we had uh, 18 of our 30 players at that first event put it right in play. So I think that's a, a testament to how good the product is. You know, uh, taking Adam Scott, for example, he's a, he's a mid, mid-launch, mid-spin guy. Um, he likes a launch window where it, it doesn't get up, you know, to his eye. He doesn't want it to see a balloon up uh, too high. He's, he's also, of course, uh, looking, looking for additional distance these days. Um, so this was of high interest to him, uh, and, and we were able to really get him uh, to stay in that mid-launch window but get lower spin. He's a high-speed player, of course. So getting him lower spin, he was able to get, uh, you know, in that that ten to fifteen yard, and those those sound big numbers. This was this is what what he says he's getting, and uh, on the golf course, which is ten to fifteen yards more distance, um, but still staying in that launch window that he's looking for. So uh, another example of uh, a player in the hybrid category, we have Tim Clark, uh, who wanted. You know, the hybrids are going uh, anywhere from, you know, three to six, seven yards further for players. So players on tour are very interested in making sure that they have distance control or they want to hit a, a, a product a particular distance. Tim Clark is the epitome of that. He wanted to hit his – he had a hybrid he'd been playing for, for more than 10 years. And um, he was in a 21-degree hybrid, and he went to a 24 with this particular hybrid. Um and he wanted to hit it exactly 208, not 207, not 209, but 208. Um, but what he noticed about about this product was that it's more consistent 
off-center, he can hit it more consistently better in, in various turf conditions. And that's important to a player. You know, we, we think of tour players as being purists, and their, their window of error is much smaller than the average guy, of course. But, you know, they notice, uh, particularly with the, 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 the active recoil technology, the ability to hit consistent distance off-center. And that's extremely important. Um, you know, when you want to hit it 208, if you hit it slightly toward the toe or slightly toward the heel, you're going to get a more similar distance value as compared to our previous generation product. Yeah, the tour guys, they like to tinker, but to make a change and make a switch, they don't do it that quick. And that's amazing that you guys have, have had that, uh, had that uh, I guess, that acceptance out there with these guys, especially, like you were just saying, with distance control being so important to them, especially uh, when you get into hybrids and irons. Let's talk about the lineup a little bit as far as drivers, fairways, and hybrids. Yeah, I mean, there's six models in total, um, so it's a pretty complete lineup of Metalwoods. There's two drivers. D2 and D3. Uh, D2 is larger, um, and it you know it provides a little bit more forgiveness and produces a, a slightly higher uh, spin than D3, and and you know that shows up in a little bit higher peak trajectory. So you know you have certain players that you know like the bigger head for the playability. Um, they need a little bit higher flight. D2 is a perfect product for them. D3 has always been sort of our club that produces a flatter trajectory because it is lower spin. And, you know, some players prefer the smaller head size. Both of those drivers are are very, very forgiving. You move down to the fairways, we've got the 915F and FD. F is the larger head, FD is the smaller one, and the relationship really is the same as it is between D2 and D3, you know. F is a little bit easier to get up in the air. It's a little more forgiving. FD produces a little flatter trajectory through lower spin. You move right on down to the hybrids. We've got H and HD, and uh, and really the relationship is the same. So it's almost like you've kind of got two columns of product is the way I like to describe it. D2, the F, and the H kind of all fit together. Those are our larger, more forgiving products that produce a little higher trajectory. And then you've got D3, FD, and HD, a little lower spin, a little flatter flight. So it's a it's really a great lineup to find the, the one you need. Also, uh, a really good uh, representation in shafts. Uh, Chris, talk a little bit about the shaft offerings. Yeah, Kerry, as you know, our, our shaft offerings are a little bit different than a lot of the other manufacturers. We don't just have one shaft, and we don't have proprietary shafts. We use, you know, real deal, commercially available product that's that's played out on tour and is, you know, made by, you know, high quality shaft manufacturers. In this case, we're featuring the the Audela Rogue shaft and uh, the Mitsubishi Diamana Plus. So, you know, in the driver, we've got five different choices. We've got Rogue Silver and Rogue Black, and then we've got Diamana Plus, White, Blue, and Red. So you've really got a lot of great performance categories covered there from, you know, a stiff tip ultralight shaft like the Rogue Silver to a little softer tip ultralight shaft like the uh, Diamanta Blue or Red. And so um, we've got the whole spectrum covered, uh, all high-quality shafts. Uh, it really drives a lot of value, we think. You know, if you were to buy some of those shafts in competitive products, they, they, there'd be an upcharge. And so... They come without an upcharge in in, uh, in the nine fifteen, 
So it's a it's a solid lineup. Hey, Chrising, as we're getting close to closing this out, a little summary of when available, and uh, because I, I I think it's going to be a home run. Yeah, that, thanks, Tom. Uh, the product is uh, starting to ship now. It's going to be available in uh, in your stores uh, November fourteenth. That's the first in store date. Um, so we're excited about that. You know, it's it's really a line that uh, we develop to drive more distance. It's got some great technology, the active recoil channel, radial speed face. Both those technologies drive speed. As Dan explained, active recoil channel helps control the spin on the shot. You know, high speed and low spin, that's a great way to pick up distance. And importantly, as we talked about at the beginning, we maintained a high MOI design. So all these products are very playable. We didn't want to compromise anything, and and that's really how we came up with the tagline for the product, Distance Without Compromise. So 11-14, it'll be there. Dan, Chris, thanks so much for taking time out of your out of your busy day. I know you're probably right in the middle of a, another launch cycle. It's going to happen three or four years from now, designing something. So uh, <laughs> keep going and uh, take, care, take care of everything out in California for us. Thank you, guys. All right. Pretty cool stuff, huh, Kerry? The active recoil channel and channeling that distance and then getting your launch angle without more spin. Yeah, and you know, very forgiving. Uh, like I said, I think this is a golf club that any player can f- uh, fit in. It may be a D2 for maybe a little higher handicapper. A uh, better player might be going to a D3. But the good thing is, Tom, they can come into our shops starting uh, literally next week, the 14th, 15th, and we're doing a lot of fitting days. As Chris mentioned, there's a lot of shafts involved, so we want to make sure we're fitting you into the right club. So, boy, a great time to be coming into our shops over the next week or so to come in and, and test drive and uh, and get fit for the new 915. Uh, and I used to always say 915 drivers, but this is a 915 family, and I'll be surprised when people uh, come in the shop that they won't be walking out with uh, maybe a fairway wood or a hybrid. They are just that good. That's exactly right. The last thing you want to do is just run and buy one. Make sure you get fit and go to any of our locations, Edwin Watts Golf or any of the Worldwide Golf Shops families of, uh, of stores. That's Roger Dunn, uh, Vans, Uinta Golf, Golf Mart, the Golfer's Warehouse, and, of course, Edwin Watts Golf. Is that right, Kerry? We, we're on it, man. That's it. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Kerry, and uh, thanks to our friends at Titleist and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.